0: Welcome to My Fitness Journey, a fitness podcast where we highlight everyday people in their fitness journeys. And by doing so, we hope that we can get you to rethink what it means to be fit and to understand that this journey is a lifestyle change and not a quick fix system. Let's do it. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of My Fitness Journey. Today we have my man, Mike Richie in the house. What's going on, Mike?
1: What's up, Tom, man? Thank you so much for having me on the show today.
0: Bro, it's such a blessing to have you on today. Uh, We've been having this conversation for a very long time. The day is finally here, so I just want to officially welcome you as the official second guest of my fitness journey come on i'm just gonna just gonna give a quick summary of who you are and uh why are you here so for my audience uh mike is a health and wellness entrepreneur uh fitness leader athlete and also a podcast host and currently mike is a coach and general manager at craig fitness is that correct you got it man that's right Yes, sir. So just to get into it, we want to uh, first get to know you and uh, and really where did that fitness journey begin? So who is Mike? Uh, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? And uh, just a little bit about your background, man.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess in terms of who Mike is, where he's from and uh, some background history to that, um, man, i born born and raised in the Boston, Mass area. So I've been I've been here my entire life, and uh, I grew up an athlete. It, w- it was athletics from the get go. I think four years old was like t ball and you name it, soccer, whatever it was I could play with my parents allotting and allowing for. Um, I was there. I was climbing trees, you know, when I wasn't <laughs> playing uh, organized sports, and I was uh, playing pickle in the front yard, but. Um, just developed a love for athletics as a young man and, uh, just continued to pursue that over the duration of my high school collegiate years as well. And, uh, man, just continued to fall in love with the sport, the game, coaching, whatever aspect that was that I was involved with. So, um, man, I I think like in a nutshell, uh, you, you could, you could call me a fanatic. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what it comes down to is just a, a passion for, competition and uh and for excellence and for betterment
0: let's go love it love it um and what what were your early you know fitness slash athletic experiences like early in the sense of like high school because i know that's really where the passion started to uh to really grow stronger and stronger
1: yeah yeah um man so my most of my athletic career was decimated by injury um i think my, my first like pretty Serious injury I, I think I sustained as a middle schooler, and then it was like sophomore year junior year same actually same date get this um nine twenty five two thousand and three nine twenty five two thousand and four I broke my arm and I broke my leg two years in a row, just back to wow back. um man, and it was like i just I had this heart for athletics and i and like I felt as though it kept getting taken away from me, you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. but um, that, that, that grew a, an inquired mind is to trying to understand maybe like what some of the idiosyncrasies were to why mm. these injuries kept mm. occurring and such. Um, but man, I loved it. I just kept coming back for more and people thought I was crazy. My, my parents, <laughs> my grandparents thought that, you know, I should have taken up piano instead of playing football or, um, lived in a, a, a bubble wrapper. But, Man, I just I couldn't get away from it, regardless of the detriment, the injury or whatever else it was. Man, I, I loved it. I was a three sport athlete, football, track, baseball. And uh, man, I just I kept coming back for more.
0: And what was what was some of what would you say some of the reasons why, you know, um, for, for example, you experienced a lot of injuries, probably more so than the average athlete <laughs> in high school. Um, what were some of those reasons? Is it would you say, um, you know, would you would you say you were even prone to injuries, or is just just the fact that you kind of just went at it hard every day? Like, what what were you dealing with at the time?
1: Yeah, um, man. Well, so you 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 spoke about the uh, more injuries than the average individual. A buddy of mine <laughs> in high school, we actually legit used to keep tally. I'm really? like, yo, What number are you at? He's like, y'all broke my collarbone. I'm like, I broke my leg. You know, and like, hey, I got twelve. Well, I got thirteen. But, um. Man, it was like I kept coming back because it made me feel alive. Mm. Um, I, I loved the competition. I loved the journey. I loved the process. I loved the the camaraderie, the community, like the family, the familial aspect that you develop when you're uh, going to war with uh, with a brother, with a teammate, whatever that looks like. So, um, that was like that that in like intrinsic piece that kept pulling me back for more. Um, and then that was like the in- inquired piece that I, w- I wanted to learn, like, am I injury prone? Do I have like underlying or pre-existing conditions that are causing um, these like more detrimental or serious injuries? And uh, or is it just like, man, is it a freak accident, you know? Mm. And I think uh, I'm a, a smaller individual, a little bit undersized, especially mm-hmm. for um, a collegiate football player. Yeah. And uh, man, it, it, w- it was like. I just laid my body out on the line, probably more so than I should have. And uh, you know, the durability probably wasn't there. And I played with a with a kind of all out warfare type mentality, if you will. Um, and I think like end of the day, I probably could have been a little bit more um, conscientious and full of wisdom with that. But uh, man, I had this like, I had this almost like fearless mentality. Um, you know, what my, my, my life verse, my life verse, um, Psalm one. it says, With him on my side, I am fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. Mm, let's go. And uh, right. I, I just, this was like, a, it was a script of my life too, not just yeah. a scripture that mm-hmm. I identified with, but right. that was like the script that wrote my life. And I tried to live and, and walk in that manner as well. And this was even before I even recognized it for what it was. But um, I had that like that fearlessness that probably promoted a lot of those um, unnecessary
0: mm-hmm. or freak accident injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> i remember uh when we first uh had a conversation about this and your injuries um you know i i mentioned that in a way you were also a reckless kid you know you were <laughs> your energy level was high and you almost like you were an adrenaline junkie in a way but but it it at the it seems like there was a shift as the time grew where you know Um, you started to learn the lessons and of course that led to the discovery of what is actually happening. You know, is it genetics? Is it, uh, you know, is it just a way of life? Is there a behavioral change? Is there something that I have to, you know, be more vigilant about to prevent these injuries? And I believe this actually inspired your love for, for coaching, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for coaching and for the, the industry as a whole, really, Mm -hmm. Um, it it did it it prompted that kind of desire to learn more about the human body I wanted to understand the physiology of the human body I wanted to understand the kinesthetics and such to it Um, the kinesiology aspect to what it was that I was experiencing so um, it kind of it drove and prompted my career path and I'm, I'm grateful for those injuries as much as in the in the in the midst of them like yes they were challenging they were painful um they set me back but it was also a setup for my future It was a setup me to take the direction into where it was that i wanted to be and where about i, be- I right. felt that god had called me to That's in right. um in the fitness or the health and wellness industry in this world here so mm. um all those injuries compiled into this like this preemptive strike if you will of like hey i'm gonna go full tilt like no holds barred into this industry of um health and wellness that I'm so passionate about because uh, I wanted to learn more about the 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 human body in general the the performance of the human body and its reactionary
0: stations and mm-hmm. such so that's so good man that is so good that's why you know that's what makes you a great coach and and why you know um your your athletes are lucky to have you because you've been there you've experienced it and that as a result like it's led you to to helping them prevent some of those injuries that you experienced. You know, taking yeah. a, a rehab approach, a very intentional approach to this journey, uh, which is key because uh, if you're not able to, you know, stay on the course, you know, stay in the field, that defeats the whole purpose. So so having someone yeah. like you who can really speak to that, it's amazing. Um, yeah. And then as an athlete in college, um, you, you mentioned – you know, your size, generally, you're, especially as a football player, you know, you have the speed, you have the athleticism, but generally you're smaller than the average person. I can relate to you because <laughs> I'm not any taller or bigger than you. Yep. Um, but yeah, so how can you just give us an experience? Like what was life in college as an athlete like for you and what were some of the challenges that you dealt with there? Yep.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, so real, realistically, um, I, I was undersized, um, as we just dis- discussed. Um I, I was a walk on again as well. So, um, there's a, de- a degree to that where mm. there was a, a, a piece to me where I felt like I had to prove something to someone. Um, and then I, I had to work, I had to work and I had to be the first one in the weight room. I had to be the last one out. I had to be the first at practice. Um, and I, I put in the extra time and the energy and, um, there were, there were like certain experiences and I was actually, I was having this conversation last night with, uh, with my cousin, but, um, there are, there are like defining moments in our lives or even like, um, like words of affirmation that can either direct us or break us. And there were, there were certain people. And I remember certain conversations where, um, a simple full words have really, I think over the course of my entire athletic career, my like, we, we can talk like childhood through like post-collegiate experiences. But four words that stand out to me that I think mm-hmm. um, directed my journey. Mm-hmm. And it was, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. It was, I believe in you. And I heard these as a young man. I was maybe a junior or sophomore in high school. And um, the, the, the actually, the gentleman who's the head coach at Ashland now, was he was a mentor to me. He was a good friend to me. And he was back visiting for one of the Thanksgiving games, or I forget what it was, and uh, he pulled me aside, and he's like, "Look, Mikey, I, I believe in you. Like, you you can you can play with these fellows. Like, you you have what it takes. So I, I believe in you." Um, so that like, that stir a chip on my shoulder, um, you know. But I, I knew that like I I knew I had to take it to the next level. I knew I had to put in the effort. I had, I had to put in the work. I had to spend um, my evenings, my summer nights, my my um, my free time. Becoming and developing into a better athlete, a better individual, a better football player, whatever it was for myself. But um, it was it was a lot of defying the doubt, if you will, or overcoming of adversity or. Um, and I, I, I hate the stance that I took because it was it was probably more prideful, but it yeah. was proving people wrong for, right. for my sake, you know, and in retrospect, like I, I've grown and I've matured differently in the manner where like I don't need to prove anybody wrong. You know, I, I, I don't seek the approval of man. I seek the approval of God. So I, yes. don't, I don't need that in my life now. But at the time, that was a, a driving it. factor. That's it. Um, but man, it was the relationships too. It was the people that would rely on you, the 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 endeavors that you would build with one another and recognize that it's a team sport and each individual needed to play their specific role, whatever that was. Um, and I, I started to actually understand and then accept the role that was asked of me and that was needed of me in order for our team to be successful. And it looked way different than the blueprint that I had actually um, put on paper or like the rules and regulations or the expectations that I had previously set for myself. Um, It looked way different than that. And I had to come to terms and grips and accept that for myself before I could actually walk in it. But Mm -hmm. um, that was probably one of the most uh, redeeming and, um freeing experiences as well.
0: That's good. That's good. And uh something that um as I was reflecting on your story that came to mind was that really that shift in mindset, you know, when you kind of went from um, you know, having the need to please people, right? To prove mm-hmm. people wrong. Right. And honestly as a coach, you know how that could also lead is there's danger in that because yep. it leads to injuries, it leads to disappointment, depression. You know, and it's, a, it's like a chase, a never ending chase, right? But when that shift happens where, and I, I could relate in so many ways too, because I've always been an underdog. I'm, I was never the smartest person, especially being in business now. I still, despite how much I've accomplished, I still feel like yeah. people still don't take me seriously. So, um, but I've kind of changed that mindset too, where for me now it's, I'm doing it for myself. right it's i'm doing it for a higher power and my why has changed and it's not so much about what the world thinks of me but more so of how am i you know what how are my goals my vision right this life that i have how is it you know uh how is it pleasing to god in a way you know um so that being said for you um when you had that mindset shift like basically how did that impact you as a leader and how is it, you know, impacting your decisions now as a yeah. coach?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it impacted in the, in the manner which which it, it leads at everything I do. Mm. Um, and I think I shared this with you before and I'll share it here, but uh, a, if you want to call it a mantra, a mantra that I, I would lead myself by or live through was height doesn't measure heart.
0: Ooh, um, yes. You know, I know, <laughs> I right? <love> <laughs> height
1: Height doesn't measure heart. Mm-hmm. And I think even like even as I still mature now, it, it's it means something different now than it did then. Mm-hmm. But um again, just being an undersized individual, like I the only thing I could express more than my physical stature was the heart for whatever the matter at hand was. And I was reading a book recently, uh, Win the Day by Mark Batterson. Excellent read. He's my favorite author. He's got so many great so much so much great content out there. But he tells a story of this young man named Bo Easton who um, at nine years old, he ends up like sitting down with his father and he puts together this like little stick figure imagery of himself playing football. He's got a helmet and a stick figure. And underneath it, mind you, this is a nine-year-old kid. He writes the best safety in the NFL. This kid's already casting vision for his life That's at nine good. years old. I'm like, come on somebody, let's go. <laughs> right. Um, but like what happens next is one of the most in, in like incredible storylines and experiences. And this father he plays a, like an intricate role in like directing the path of his son. I'm like, I want to be a father like this someday. This kid end up, he's probably five foot freaking zero, hundred pounds soaking wet. And he's a freshman in high school and he goes to his, fo- his football tryouts. And at the football tryouts, um, coach is kind of like, yeah, hey, dude, you're a little small. Like might not be a great fit for the team. Kid goes home the next day or whatever at the end of that day. And dad asks him like, hey, how was practice? How were tryouts? And he goes, you know, dad, um, coach said I was a little bit too small. Like, they took our weight. They took our height. Said I measured up small. Dad goes here. And he, like, dad has a point. He has an opportunity right here. It's like, make or break his son. He goes, yeah. But did they rip open your chest and measure your heart? I'm like, oh, my gosh, bro. Come on. You know, but, like. That's something that we have tangible control over. Yes. We have tangible control over the effort, the energy, the passion that we put forth in everything that we do. But we cannot control our external circumstances. I can't control my size. I can't control the the physical stature in which I embody. So, like, we can control how we respond to things. We can control our reaction. I believe the, the military principle E plus R equals O. Your event plus your response equals your outcome. So let's call the event being an undersized athlete. How you respond with heart, with passion, with demeanor, with work ethic, with integrity, with discipline, whatever that might be, is going to equal your outcome. Success or whatever that whatever your desired outcome might be. Your response, not your event, not the identity that someone else tries to place on you, but the identity you claim for yourself. So... That principle plus like that, that heart matter of measuring the heart height, not measuring heart has directed everything that I've done, every, every, every endeavor, every journey, every step of my path. Um, That, that has like been the underlying source behind my career path, behind my energy, my effort in everything that I put my hands to, my business endeavors, my fitness journey, whatever it might be. Um, Those two kind of pieces weigh together and direct my steps.
0: That's so good, man. That is so good. And then as an athlete, um, I know you you coached a little bit of high school. Yep. Do you have any plans of going back to high school, uh athletics or college oh, possibly? Gosh.
1: Um I guess so plans? Mm-hmm. Not no, I don't You're have immediate. I don't necessarily have okay. plans to. I yeah. hope to. Okay. I hope to, but it's it's I don't have a I don't have a blueprint for it or a timeline for it. Um, I've stayed involved to a degree with the Ashland football program to whatever degree I can, but it's, it's infrequent and it's it's volunteer and um, it term in terms of bandwidth I don't have the bandwidth for it. I want to make bandwidth for it because I love it. I love being able to um, invest, develop build, encourage, um, and give back. Give back to those that's who have good. gone before, that's give back good. to my community. I heard a pastor mm-hmm. friend of mine once say that you can only leave from a place of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've quoted him for the last five <laughs> years, like <laughs> once a week for the last five years, because I'm like, wow, that's mind blowing, but it's so simple as well. But you can only leave from a place of experience. So you kind of touched on it earlier too, like the injuries that I sustained and such, how, I have a prerequisite knowledge now, and an experiential a- aspect to it, where I can help other individuals navigate post-injury or prehabilitation or strength and conditioning in order to um, focus on area weakness injury prevention, things of that nature, and accomplish the the, the best possible version of themselves in doing so. And high school athletics is such a like uh, it's such a groundwork for. Uh, building and developing the framework of an individual a foundational aspect of their life where you can either speak to their potential, you can speak life into them, or our words, again, um, scripture tells us that the the tongue has the ability to speak life and death. So I'm like, I want to take it upon myself to be able to speak life and direct students, young athletes into young entrepreneurs, young business people, um, doctors, whatever it might be, but believe in them be the same person for them that my coach was for me, whatever it was 10, 15 years ago now said, I believe in you. Um, And that's my heart for athletics. And that's why I want to get back into that lane or that endeavor. Um, Right now, it's really a matter of like creating that bandwidth and identifying the areas that are – Non-negotiable for me, and the the other area is that like I can scale back a little bit, so I can make that bandwidth and make make time for
0: it. Yes, yes, I can. Yep, that makes sense to me. You and I have always been on the same wavelength about really what we want to accomplish. Coaching is something that is a passion of mine as well. Um, Coming from a premium high school, I've been a volunteer prior to COVID. I've been a volunteer coach for probably just. Long as I've been out of high school, so almost 10 years now. Um, And that's something that I love to do and want to make it a part of my life to always make the time to go back, you know, because like you said, like you're where you are because of the cultures who influence you, you know, and were there for you when you did anything, you had it. And for me, that's where my heart belongs, you know, going back and giving back to the community and giving hope to the young athletes as well. But uh, let's transition to uh, to a program that you are a major part of, EIB, everything in between. Um, for those of you, I'm not sure if I mentioned it earlier, you and I met through our church, which is yep. Connect. And um, and I've seen the evolution of everything in between. Yep. Um, but I would love to hear... Uh, about you know where you guys are. First of all, congratulations for becoming an official LLC. Thank you, bro. Uh, speaking of you know, speaking of evolution and really kind of leveraging and capitalizing yeah. on COVID, uh, which is something I want to talk about a little bit more. But what is EIB? Um, yeah. Just you know, wow. to start start there.
1: That is uh that is a, that is a, a packed question, <laughs> um, and I guess I'll, I'll break it down. Um, as as layman's as possible but um i'll speak to the evolution of it as well because mm-hmm. it really it's been it's been such a celebratory season for us yeah. and uh it's been such a season of, of 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 patience and of of tilling the soil if you will of preparation um but really i mean so you talked about it. we met five or six years ago through our church and then one of our like i'd say first or predominant experiences was on a consistent basis through EIB, weekly touch points, getting back in the, um, in the gym for some physical endurance and such, and then digging into the word of God. That was my favorite piece of it. Like, Hey, we, we'd fatigue ourselves physically. We'd work out, we'd push ourselves beyond limits that we thought we, uh, that we didn't think we knew. And then we break it down into a Bible study or a conversation or organic life-giving experiences. So awesome. And EIB We began as a small group in our local church. So we were a a weekly entity that met for that given experience I just discussed. And then from there, it became a a business model. And then the business model has since shifted as well, where um, five years ago, I think it was 2015, so six years ago, I I put down a – again, I'm going to talk blueprint – I put in this, this is why I love God so much, you know. Um, John Maxwell says that vision changes, values remain the same, and I've heard other people say that as well. Now, the vision that God had shared with me five, six years ago, I wrote that down on a, a, a piece of computer paper, and it was a three-story building with the embodiment of health and wellness. So it was fitness, it was nutrition, it was like a sports psychology or counselship, if you will. And it was a built a brick and mortar location. Um, over the years, there have been some like different intrinsic changes to it. And then through COVID, really, um, the values, like our our core values, people, excellence, integrity, community, energy. Though, like those remain; those are our values. That's what that's what we lead and 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 direct ourselves by. Those stayed the same. Those remained. Our vision changed. Our vision changed with the times. Our vision changed with the necessities, with the the culture, with the direction that we're heading. So, rather than having a brick and mortar location, rather than being a um, a, a, a three trick pony, if you will, um, we now have the ability to reach a broader in a a wider network, we have the ability to, um, to touch more points. And I remember this is, and this is so great. This is God at the very beginning of 2020. Um, like I think I want to say the date was like January 17th or something. Um, I remember like that, that still small voice, that inaudible, unmistakable voice of God in my heart. And it said EIB's reach will far exceed its touch. Hmm. EIB's reach will far exceed its touch. And I had no flipping idea what What that meant. Because at that point, we were still operating in person. We were still doing like a a monthly event-based, small group kind of experience where um, it would emulate what it used to look like in person. And the heart was like, hey, let's build something up. We'll buy a location and we'll run a gym, you know? Um, And then due to COVID, we had to shift our mindset. And that mindset was now that our reach would far exceed our touch, meaning that we'd be able to um, have touch points with people all across the globe. That's so um, good. People that we would never be able to have contact or, or, or touch with because of obviously just physical limitations now. Yeah. Um, so we are a remote application that offers lifestyle development through the lens of health and wellness. So whatever that might look like, the catalyst to that is fitness and nutrition. Outside of that, there is chiropractic relationships, there's physical therapy, there's financial freedom, um, the, the sports or business psychology, or there's counselship, there's spiritual counsel, um, there's relational counsel, um, you name it, fill in the blank, but anything that has to do with the, the lane of the health and wellness of the human body, whether it's internally, externally, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, Anything that falls underneath that umbrella um, is going to be something that is an offering, a program offering, or a a, a one-time experience, whatever the need might be of the it given individual. But what we've recognized in our our, our our tendencies and what we've recognized in our studies, I believe the two um, greatest human needs are mm-hmm. belonging and purpose. Mm-hmm. So. If we can provide a place where people have the ability to feel like they belong somewhere, they have a community, whether that community is in person or remote, they have a, a, a network of people to rely on. Um, and then, purpose. Statistics tell us that the more um, ingrained, implanted in community, the more that calls out our purpose because we have people speaking life into us, people who believe in us, like I, I have with my coach. Um, So if we have the ability to do those two things, provide a a platform for community and for purpose building, all the while creating a lifestyle development-like mentality where we're literally developing, we're becoming better, we have this this, um, mentality of of, um, betterment, if you will, Um, then I don't believe that there's anything that can stop us. Mm, Um, because it's what we need. And right now, even more so because of the season that we're in, we need that connectivity. We need those relationships. We need that accountability. We need to feel like we have purpose in the morning. What gets us out of bed in the morning? And it's not going to be the 9 a.m. Zoom call that we have with our staff that we've been doing for the last, whatever it is, 14 months now. It's going to be the thing that lights a fire inside of us, that thing that makes us feel alive. So how can we preemptively direct people into that. And I believe it's through community. I believe it's through relationship. And I believe it's through our our physical well-being. If we're good here, we're good out there. So um, I, I think it, it really, it boils back down to that development piece. And then I believe the fitness and, and nutrition and wellness is the most organic way to get
0: there. Absolutely, so good. Um, yeah, thanks for that explanation, very well. Uh, put together for sure. And uh, I, we've always been, like I said, we're always connected yeah. uh, in the sense that 3G is the same. You know, we have a same similar model where uh, we take a one-stop shop approach. Um, and my mindset is that, you know, I kind of think of it, I come from a medical uh, background, so yeah. I kind of think of a, the the client um, as, you know, as when you go into your doctor's practice, right, it, you only see your PCP, your primary doctor, But, you know, the total person, the total system requires multiple specialties, right? And so that's why for us, it made sense to be able to, one, of course, we specialize in the fitness part of it, but we want to partner up with all the right people to meet your needs, you know, as a client coming in through this journey. It requires more than just fitness. It's the nutrition. Right. It's the, you know... Um also the mindset right the mental game being able to tap into psychologists and life coaches that can help guide you to you know uh, down the line where or the direction where when you're feeling like you've hit a plateau and you don't understand why you have someone there who could just kind of walk you through the process and say hey and pinpoint where where you're lacking you know how do we overcome this hurdle so it's so crucial to have that System that team set in place. Um, and it costs cost wise, too. It also makes so much sense to be able to have everything mm-hmm. under one umbrella. And through these partnerships, you could provide yep. necessary services to people under one umbrella. And it's the, the messaging is consistent, right? Right. The quality is consistent across the board versus them having to go to this person, this person, this person. And as you go up, the cost yep. goes up, and then the quality. Yep. Is pretty shifty as well as you can imagine. Yeah. And we all have imagined it. So, um, awesome, man. I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, congratulations on putting together such a necessary, uh, much needed service. And, uh, and I'm, I know for a fact you guys are going to kill it. Um, and the thing too that i really appreciate about your model is accessibility too you mm-hmm. know you've kind of in skilled you know thinking yeah. about going from a brick and mortar type vision to you know what god is like i got bigger plans for you you yeah. know and you kind of shifted to now uh you know a service that can meet the needs of people internationally and even globally right you know um i mean amazing man and that being said like did COVID impact that shift in any way possible? Or uh, maybe for me, I know it was timing too. The timing may have been sped up a little bit more. Um, how did COVID impact some of those uh, transitions or evolution? Or also, yeah. how were you able to leverage the season?
1: Yeah. Um, and I think you and I have had this conversation so many times over. And Uh, We are, we're like, we're, we're step in step with it. And I love it so much in COVID, not only I think opened our eyes to it, but it also accelerated the process for us Um, recognizing kind of, I mean, we we have no idea how long some of these stipulations and protocols are going to be in place for um, regardless of like vaccinations coming out, regardless of um, what, what are like limitations or regulations being lifted and such. Like we still have no idea how long we're going to have, capacity rules on local gyms or um like physical distancing and such so um with that in mind like we can't sit back and play the waiting game we have to push the ball forward and I believe that we need it now more than we ever have at least in our lifetime so um COVID was not only was it was it the timing of COVID but COVID was the catalyst to it COVID was the driving force behind the the change and and this is again, like, this is what I love so much about God is like, yes, we saw COVID and we experienced it in March, give or take, whatever timeline that was last year. But when God spoke to me, it was January. So it's like, this is what I'm telling you right now. And you have no idea what that looks like yet, but mm-hmm. you will come to find out what that is love to it. be. And um, it was like, it was, it was prompted in my heart prior to COVID. And then when COVID hit, it made sense. And I'm like, that's what God was talking about. This is about. it. This, this is, is it. This is what he meant, you know? And, um, the only thing you can do is leverage the experience for what it is and make yeah. the most out of your situation. Yes. So, yes. um, rather than like scraping by and making the most of our situation, we've actually been able to, again, as you discussed, launch into an official LLC. Um, we're driving to be profitable, like certain things of that nature, you know what I mean? Where it's like, these are things that we probably would have been five to seven years away if we were a brick and mortar location. Yes. And even when you physically open there, it takes a while to actually become profitable to be in the black. So, um, my gosh, like praise God for the fact that we have the ability to move forward now and at no overhead, at no insurance costs, at no rent fees, things of that nature, um, very minimal overheads in regards to our investment, um, but so much ROI, unbelievable return on investment, not just for ourselves, but hopefully for our members as well.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the speed, the the rate of success or, you know, your success rate had just really sped up with yeah. just that shift. In your model, uh, which is something that we're also always constantly doing. The value always there, you know, our our roots are there, you know, but we ship with the times to be able to be realistic as well, too, but also futuristic too, you know. So you can't always predict everything, but technology is here for a reason, right? We have to be able to leverage these things and move quicker, you know. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I appreciate. um, about you guys, is also um like so one something i was I was thinking about uh and you mentioned about operational costs some of yeah. some of those things those challenges that people don't really think about when you start a business yeah um I do yeah, it sounds great to have a brick and mortar location, but you think about now now that you've shifted, you think about, wow, how much did have i in time and resources have I saved? Yeah. From being an online platform. Yeah. You're not just able to, you know, now you're able to leverage a larger audience too, but then from operational cost, you could yep. start and run this at a very minimum, you know, cost. And that's something that people don't always think about. I uh, I always get the question, are you ever gonna go to a physical gym location? Yes and yep. no, in the sense that like twenty years from now, I'm thinking like I'm going to go all out in the sense of lifetime fitness, right? That holistic piece, that that one-stop shop approach and be able to have 3G, the virtual 3G with all these different platforms and services under one umbrella, yes. But as a gym, no, because one, I can leverage properties, businesses, mom and pop's you know, uh sites locations right now that need that relationship where we could work with them, partner up with yep. them, pay a small fee to utilize that space, but also adapt to the times of reaching the needs of people who, as a you know, company where we focus on fitness for busy people, yeah, working with people where they're at, whether it's at the homes, you know, or virtual training, you know. So, yep. so yeah, I commend you for really being on top of it and thinking ahead because you just saved yourself so much time and your success rate is that much faster now. Um yeah. So that's amazing, man. That's amazing. And then uh just to uh just you know, now that we really got a full understanding of EIB, where it started, where the vision is and where it's gonna go. How about what is what's the next step from Mike Richie? You know, what you know in you going back to your personal journey. Yeah. What can we expect to see from you over the next couple of years?
1: Um, another loaded question. <laughs> and, <Is> uh, it? <laughs> I know, right? What can we expect from me? And uh, man, I, I had a conversation last night, and I think we we talked about this recently. And I think my answers probably changed from last night. Mm. Um, I'm a part of a, a men's group. We get together once a month, about okay. eight or so of us, and we just hash out life. Um, it's like it's maybe we're celebrating it's a season of celebration or it's a praise report. Maybe it's a prayer request. Maybe it's like, Hey, this is an issue that I'm working around trying to navigate. I would love some insider advice or direction or come alongside and help. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the conversations we had last night was really about that blueprint model. Mm -hmm. And I've always been such a goal oriented type dreamer. Um, I I sit down every year and I track track and put together a macro sheet of goals of these are the things I want to accomplish. And I'll write input values, desired outcomes. This is how I'm going to get there. If I do X, Y, and Z, it's going to get me to A, B, and C. And I'll sit back at the end of the year and I'll track. And I'm like, yo, check, I completed that. I completed this. Read 25 books, boom, I read 33. You know what I mean? I'm like, great. Some goals I absolutely dominate. Some goals I'm like... Wow, I was terrible. Like I need yeah. to reevaluate that one. Exactly. Or maybe it's unrealistic or not feasible, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always lived in this like this this state of mind that is goal oriented and dreamer centric, dream focused. Um, but I, I believe in doing so, I set myself up for um, either unmet expectations, disappointment. Um, my cousin said something last night. He said, expectations are what steal intimacy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's oh, wow. so good. Um, you said expectations on relationship. You're stealing mm. the intimacy that you could potentially have. Wow. Expectations can be, and I, I don't want to say uh, a, in every way, in every shape or form, but expectations can be a sense of a, a joy stealer, if you will. Um, so I think for me, what we can expect for the next Three to five years is a lot of the same. Um, it's a lot of the same. I don't want to. I don't want to continue to create that blueprint of where Mike wants to be in five years from now. But I think, in, in rather than like who are, who are you in five years, is like um, the character development, the intangible qualities, the 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 um, the discipline, the intentionality. Um, the integrity, like I would say that what you can expect from me is, um, consistency, um, across the board. Um, I'm going to put my best for best foot forward every, every freaking every morning day. to yeah. be the consistent individual that aligns with who it is that I, I wish to become yeah. leading wow. myself with purity of heart, with integrity, with honor, with the virtue, with valor, um, and into a place of victory, um. In operating and in navigating and walking in that alignment. And that's going to take me so much further than if I were to set a, a standard or a blueprint or an expectation. Um, but I believe, so scripture tells us in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Now the translation says in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So I'm like submission, you know, submission, Obedience, trust, surrender, like I think we can expect those things from me. And then um I have I have dreams and visions and those things have been placed in my heart for a reason. But if I get ahead of God, then I'll either do a disservice, it'll be yeah. of detriment, yeah. or I'll put myself on the pedestal. So um trust, surrender, obedience, um, and repetition, consistency.
0: Amazing. Uh, man, uh, no surprise there. You have always been like <laughs> just a uh, high quality, very intentional guy, you know, and uh everything you're saying, it makes makes sense to me. I didn't expect anything less. Um And I pre- I've always appreciated and admired that about you. Uh, there's not many of my peers that I look up to and I'm inspired by, but you are high on you. that list. And it's, you know that it's always been that way. Thank so you. amazing, man. And uh thank you. Um, for, you know, really sharing your story, your journey, um, why you do this every day and uh, and giving us a chance to understand what is EIB and what's the vision for mm-hmm. EIB. Um, and that being said, uh, once again, thank you so much. Um, but, you know, where can our listeners find you and and become a part of a community like EIB?
1: Yeah, um, the The podcast itself is available on all main streaming networks platforms, so um, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, Anchor, and anything else of of, of that nature. And then uh, the social media uh, is—it's everything in between. Underscore EIB. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So you can can find all the content there as well.
0: Awesome! Awesome. Looking forward to it, and I know it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. and I love to check in once in a while just to see what you're up to and, uh, love to hear you speak. For those of you who do not know, Mike is actually, he's a natural born speaker. He's actually a spoken word artist. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when, <laughs> so when you hear this guy, this guy could just go on, uh, pick a topic and just get so creative and get so passionate about it. So, uh, it's definitely worth checking out EIB and, uh, you will not be disappointed. And, um, yeah, man. So thanks again. I appreciate everything that you do and, uh, looking forward to some, you know, more collaboration down the line.
1: Thank you, my brother.
0: All right. And, uh, for our listeners, you could, as always, uh, we're on social media. Uh, you could always find us on, uh, My Fitness Journey, MFJ podcast, um, MFJ underscore podcast. And of course, 3G System Fitness, um, the sponsor of, uh, of My Fitness Journey. So, Everywhere we are, please like, subscribe, follow Mike, uh, give him some love and, uh, please send him a note, you know, a thank you note, a message, a text or whatever it is, uh, about how, you know, a feedback on his story and, and, and how he can help or guide you through your journey as well as a coach. So on that note, thank you once again, my man. And, uh, enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Appreciate you. All right. In, gotta get it out go get it out it's a 3 g system fitness do that do that 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 go on, do that do that, that 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 gotta get it in gotta get it out it's a 3d system fitness the bounce the bounce the bounce the bounce